0: Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy, and I am really excited for today's episode with my guest, Jason Drees. He's an entrepreneur, a coach, an author, a husband, father of four boys, and this dude has done over 10,000 coaching sessions in his career. And he's developed this framework, this proven framework, uh, that's a process to remove resistance to the success of people that he works with to really unlock these amazing results. And I learned about your work, Jason, through one of my patients, and I've really enjoyed your podcast. I've really enjoyed your book. And so I'm super stoked to have you on the show today. And I'd like to get things kicked off with a little bit of background uh, on how you got started in this field. Were you just a young guy, like trying to crack the code on, on mindset and human psychology?
1: No, <laughs> no, man. no. Great. Thanks for the invitation to be here, Ryan. No, young guy, you know, I'm uh, 49 years old and I didn't start coaching until almost about 10 years ago, actually 2013. So I was, um, I I was in professional sales and technology for quite a while. And then in 2008, I started a a startup company with um, a coworker of mine that manufactured race car driver cooling suits, these suits that like pump cold water over to the clothing and cool people. So we did that. And along the way, I hired a Tony Robbins coach. And and because I was running a company, I had no idea what to do. It was brand new running a company. So I hired a Tony Robbins coach. And about a year later, that coach had actually asked me, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? You know, I'd listened to Tony Robbins content before. And i had been to, went to UPW. I went to Date With Destiny. And then when he asked me that question, it felt like, it felt like I got struck by lightning. Like it literally, that question changed my life. Like, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? And that was in 2012. And I was like, no, but that's a great question. And literally in that moment, I realized I'm like, I can become a coach. And I decided I was going to become a coach. And literally within like six months, I was in Tony Robbins coach training program.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And so you went through his training program and then mm-hmm. just started off your started your business and and kind of walk me through the journey because I know with coaching, especially mm-hmm. a lot of people run into imposter syndrome and who am I to be telling people, you know, this type of advice and how to live when, you know, I think we're all
1: still trying to figure shit out, you know, in our own lives. Yeah. Well, we're never, you know, there's never an end to figuring stuff out, right? Exactly. Exactly. So in 2013, I was like in tech sales and then I left tech. um, Well, basically got laid off from my tech job, right? It was our second son was being born right by that month. And then also got into Tony Robbins coach training. So it was like, Oh my God, here's your dream job. And then finding out it doesn't hardly pays anything. So it was a big financial struggle for the next, you know, two to four years to kind of get income going because it was, you know, the app are a life coach working for someone else, you don't make that much money. So I just kept coaching and coaching. And along the way, I started to realize that there are better methods to coach people than results-based coaching. And what I didn't realize at the time is I was developing what I call alignment coaching and you know, it's, so that was 2000, you know, worked from Tony Robbins from 2013 to 2016. I took some other jobs on the side there. I was always coaching in the background by myself at an, under Jason Dries coaching. And then I started working with this guy who has a beard and, um, I actually coached him for a year before i knew who he was and then i was on the bigger pockets podcast and all of a sudden my business exploded and then i 10x the business and in 2020 i tripled it next year and basically went from just me to like 10 coaches working with me in in about 18 months incredible incredible yeah. so can you outline the difference between those two options that you shared
0: results-based coaching and alignment coaching
1: yes right so results-based coaching is where the way most coaching is that I've seen, right? Most mindset coaching, you know, there's tactical coaching methodologies like real estate coaching. They teach you the mechanics of a real estate transaction, right? But yeah. we, I'm talking in regards to mindset coaching, where we're not really teaching tactical, we're teaching, we're basically elevating the mindset of the client. And the way I learned to coach with Tony Robbins was results-based coaching. Okay. So what is the result you want? And then you diagnose why it's not happening from the action level, right? action's not working. Are you taking the right action? Is there resistance to taking the right action? So a lot of times you end up holding the client accountable to taking action that they think they should take to get the result, right? Hey, I'm a real estate investor and I wanted to get a, get into real estate investing. And I'd be like, okay, what do you need to do? And they'd say, well, I need to, to find some off-market deals. And I'm like, okay, find some off-market deals. And they're like, what do I need to do? Like, they need to cold call. I'm like, okay, go cold call. And they're like, I don't like cold calling. <laughs> I'm like, well, how are you going to find a deal? Well, I want to be an investor, but I don't like cold calling because I don't like rejection. And as a results coach, I would say, well, and if it was a man, I'd be like, what kind of dad are you going to be? What kind of man are you going to be, right? So I would force, create negative resistance to force action, right? Which is technically using negative leverage to force misaligned action, which doesn't work. It works okay, right? And what I've discovered along the way is that Action doesn't actually create our reality Our reality actually creates our action. So when I flip that backwards over the past, like three years, the results in my life exploded, the results of my clients exploded. So basically instead of focusing on diagnosing the misalignment from the action level upward, we start at the alignment level downward because strategy comes from your, like the action you take comes from your brain. And your brain, the thoughts you think comes from the frequency of your thoughts. The frequency of your thoughts comes from you, right? And so what we do is instead of starting at this level, we shift a mental environment in alignment with a target, which then creates an aligned mindset, aligned strategy, aligned actions. And then you're basically aiming at a target in the best possible way.
0: When you explain it like that, it makes sense but it's so easy for people and myself included, you know, I was always under the impression, like it's all about just knowing what to do and then freaking doing it. Those are the two pieces. Yeah. Those are the two puzzle uh, pieces of the puzzle. You know, that's all it really takes. If you know what yeah. to do and you do it, you get, uh, you know, the outcome that you're after. But I, I learned the, the same thing and that it really, the mindset is the even important component to, to achieving, you know, success and really cultivating this, this whole process. Um, And so it's, it's interesting to hear you break it
1: down like that. Uh, I do like that, uh, kind of framework. Yeah, because you know, it's, if you know what to do, then you'll do it right. That's not a problem, but most Mm -hmm. people who engage a coach want to do things they haven't done before. They want to grow their business. They want to start a new venture. They're basically going into the unknown where they don't know how to do it. That's where alignment coaching will get you there exponentially faster. Because a lot of times when we start going into the unknown, aiming at bigger targets, we don't know how to do that's where intuitive guidance really comes into play. Mm. And, and your brain is usually is really the socially conditioned computer that's cataloged everything in your life prior to now. So your brain is actually your biggest obstacle for doing impossible things. Because it gets in the way. Whereas if you can dial into alignment with your intuitive guidance, then you start to get better direction and better acceleration.
0: That's a really interesting point. Because I, I agree with what you shared. But I feel the real problem uh, most people have is they know what to do, but they still don't do it. They're not going into the unknown. They know like, let's use my industry health and wellness as an example. Yeah. People know they should move their bodies and not sit on their ass all day. They know they shouldn't stay up till 2am watching Netflix and eating ice cream after dinner, but yeah. they still do it. And, yeah. and, and so it's not necessarily lack of information or lack of knowledge of what is the right action. There's still something missing. And I'd like you to explain, you know, your philosophy of, of why that is. And, and some of the strategies you found really help people to connect those dots and actually do what they know they should
1: do. Well, well, health is one that's really emotional to everybody and personal, you know, because people have stressful days and that ice cream gives you, endorphins, right. And dopamine. Yeah, so you yeah. feel better. Right. So there's, there's a lot of stuff rolling there, but at the end of the day, if the action a person wants to take isn't occurring, it's because they're making a decision to not do it. It's that simple. So it's, it's almost like you got to, you cannot score in basketball unless you're playing the game, right? You cannot score unless you're in your game. So one of the big concepts I talk a lot about in coaching, especially coaching high performers and entrepreneurs is like, you've got to get in the game. If someone's on the sideline, I can't give you any coaching until you're actually playing. And a lot of times people will be standing on the sideline wanting to be different. They want their body to be different. They want it to change that. Yeah, they want more energy, but they're not uncomfortable enough or focused enough to make the decision to remove the option of not doing it, right? So the first step for anybody to start to change anything is they have to make a decision that it's going to occur at that point, then the actions will take place. So with that thought process, why would you say people then
0: make the decision to, we'll use weight loss as an example, they're uncomfortable, they don't want to be overweight, they want to feel better, and they start exercising, they start making better food choices, they start losing weight, they start seeing progress. And we all know people who one, two, three months down the road Mm -hmm. are doing great, they're crushing it, Uh, their results are there, but they stop, They, they throw in the towel, or they just not maybe consciously throwing the towel, but they just revert back to some of their old patterns, some of their old habits. Mm -hmm. What causes that?
1: Well, it could be a couple different things, right? When, you know, I'm not an expert in weight loss, weight loss, I'm an expert in or health anyways, but I'm an expert in mindset and changing, right? Mm -hmm. And what I find in most people who don't complete weight loss or physical transformations is that their identity never changed. Yep. Right. So if someone starts out and they weigh 250 pounds and their goal is to weigh 200, All they have to do is start acting like a 200 pounds version of them, where if they woke up in the morning and they weighed 300 pounds, they'd be like, oh my God, what's this 50 pounds doing here? They should literally wake up the next day and go, oh my God, what's this 50 pounds doing here? So the identity is the part that holds you true to it. And sometimes when people are doing weight loss, you know, it's uncomfortable. It takes a lot of mental emotion or, or it's, they're going about it in a way that requires a lot of mental force to make it happen instead of flow and alignment. And when it requires that mental force versus flow, at at some point, unless they're very determined, it'll run out and then they'll go back. Mm. And how do you facilitate that flow? By getting them into alignment with the target, Mm. you know, and, and really getting into alignment is, is much easier than anyone thinks it's, and it's actually not a, it's not an addition game. It's actually a subtraction game and the reason why i say that is because every one of us is like this 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 infinite being right we've we we look in the mirror and we never feel there's a part of you that never feels any older we know from seventh grade science that our bodies are made of atoms and but there's like there is this this belief that you know I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> what did you ask me?
0: <laughs> well, well, just overall, how how someone can come into flow and alignment if oh, they're if right. they're mentally struggling and 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 the equivalent of pounding the payment in their head to to achieve this goal. And God, I know that's... you mentioned weight loss isn't your specialty, so maybe we use business as an example. Someone's yeah. an entrepreneur, they're making six figures. They're like, I really want to make seven figures, but I don't know how to ten x my business without working with ten times the amount of people or charging ten x the price. Uh, so they they don't know the way there. Yeah and and so I'm just curious to hear how you get people
1: into alignment. Is there some questions? Is Great there question. some practices? Yes. And I was saying it was an addition to subtraction game. It's a long day and I'm a little tired. So yeah. I was, I lost my train of thought there. But but here's the thing is like we are we live in this attraction-based universe. We live in um there is a law of attraction, right? And, and the law of attraction is not manif- meditate and watch Amazon show up, right? It's, it's, it's like desire, it's intuition, it's focus, a thought and all these things here. So basically, what you have to do is remove the resistance to that result happening. And then it will happen. A lot of people come to me and think they need to create success. No, they don't. They just need to remove the resistance to occurring. So what's actually happened when someone's out of alignment with hitting a target in business or hitting a target in, in physical body, they have beliefs and, and reference points in their mind that are contradictory to that target. So all you have to do is remove all the mental contradictions and then that will happen automatically. Mm. And, and what's your,
0: what's your framework for doing that? you know, let's say I came to you, Jason, and yeah. I said, I want to double my business. And, you know, I, I understand it's um, a matter of subtract, subtracting the, you know, resistance yeah. that's causing me to get there, not necessarily adding more things to the plate, not this like offensive game. It's more of like almost a defensive strategy. Mm-hmm. What, where do you start? What do you, what do you tell people from like the mm-hmm. square one, as far as this process to
1: walk them through? Well, part of it is, is the first step is always education of, of how this works because I'm basically educating people on a different way to approach life, right? And that's to aligning yourself with what you want. So so the beginning foundation is understanding how to get yourself in alignment because we've been conditioned to force our way to a target. Yet there's times where we were in the state of flow and magic happened, and we've also had experiences where we worked for a year and nothing happened, right? So so what I've figured out how to do is to help move people into the space of flow and alignment and the process itself is really a matter of getting clear on where you're going and then helping shift their frame, which the simplest way to describe that is, is the point of view you're operating from, right? Because our beliefs create our perception of reality. um, And we can change any of them. And most people just don't know how, but what I've figured out how to do is how to help people change perspectives, change beliefs, change mindsets very quickly by, moving them to an elevated point of view of reality. It's literally a, a higher mode of consciousness. And when you start operating in a higher level of consciousness, a higher level of ownership of your reality, then letting go of these things that don't make sense anymore is just so easy. Like once once I get a client to this point of view where they understand, yeah, my body is pure energy. Yeah, I believe anything can happen next. We live in an attraction-based universe. I've got a guidance system. I've got a brain, I've got intuition, I've got emotions. And when I start to follow those, I'll start to have my unique path. And basically, we basically just figure out where the resistance is. And I help move the client into resistance. And then they go away. And the next call, we do it again and again and again and again. And over time, we start to realign their mindset in areas around success and time and money and health and things like that. Mm, that's That's fascinating. And is there
0: a specific education or resource you would point people to who are hearing this and I, I personally believe in everything you're saying. I've yeah. seen it work in my own life. I've seen it work in other people's lives. Yeah. I know there's something here, but I know that a lot of people are like, it sounds very woo-woo. you know, this whole, you know, kind of manifesting reality energy, you know, all the words that you're using. I, I'm not sure if I'm sold. Where do you point but, those people to, to start to break those belief systems and open up their mind to these possibilities and start to shift some of their perspectives?
1: Well, the books that started to shift that for me, you know, I would say my book, um, is, is a great, although my book is really high frequency. Some people don't get it because it's a very high, high frequency point of view. One of the books that first changed my life was like, you know, um, conversations with God with Neil Donald Walsh, that book, I don't know if you've read it. Um, it's actually not a religious book, but it it really just talks about the power of, 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 of human beings also um journey of souls this book by michael singer kind of like talks about his his theory he, he he's a therapist and he studies like past life regression and stuff like that and he wrote this book on regressing people through, through hypnosis and what and he, and he directed them to between lifetimes what happened between them and he came out with this like system and, and when i read it at the time 15 years ago it made a lot of sense to me um and then so those are some of the books that kind of started to open my perspective that i'm more than this physical body Mm. and the more i started to explore that direction the more i got excited about it and if you want to believe it you know and 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 everybody says this right if you're if you believe whatever you believe it you're right you know
0: yeah because your
1: beliefs create your reality your language creates your reality and most of your language is automatic based on your brain's cataloging things for your entire life. So if somebody wants to change, they have to believe that it's possible. And sometimes when I get clients, like they want to believe me, but they don't. So in, in situations like that, it's just they have contradicting old points of view that are contradicting it that they're not aware of there. So sometimes it's a process of taking ownership and changing your beliefs. Some pl- sometimes it's a matter of just starting to explore a new perspective. Right. Here's here's a new perspective on that. And if you want to explore that, great. And if you're not interested in that, you probably wouldn't be aligned with me anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So so it really does come back to first step is more so removing some of these limiting beliefs and you know mental patterns that are sabotaging people's growth. And then you'd say that's more important than the offensive approach of saying I'm going to start adopting these you know, mindset practices or doing these affirmations or this type
1: of journaling or whatever other practices you could fill in the blank. It could be a combination of those, right? Because they're the, the diet can be causing the harm. Because the diet can have the self judgment, the self judgment causes the negative emotions and the sweets soothes the soothes the self judgment, right? So, so most people are wound up with contradictions, because that's just how they, they operated one way and they have a new, be, new, better way, but when they start to approach life from a place of ownership, that they can start to change things, then we start unwinding. And then when you first start coaching, it's like Pandora's box, but literally within a month or two, there's just, you're in a radically different place because you start to see clearly what's true for you and what's not. And that, that, that power of ownership allows you to change things instead of living your life in reaction. sense.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Well, I'd like to fire off some key
0: points from from your book, and and have you elaborate on a few of these, so we can you know have a little more context and like a deeper understanding of how people could practically in, integrate this into your life. So one thing mm-hmm. you shared uh, that I I resonated with was mm-hmm. speaking your reality out loud is the fastest way to change it. Yeah. And I always visualize this like SNL skit uh, of one of these comedians, you know, dressed up all dorky in the in the mirror, saying like, <laughs> "I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me." And yeah. so it's been almost you know, like it's, it's almost become satire. Like people make fun of this concept, but uh, it clearly it works or you wouldn't have written it, written this in your book. So uh, explain why that's the case versus
1: just uh, writing it down or, or thinking it in your head. So the repeat after me statements that I use in my book, and there's a lot of them in there. Yeah. You know, there's like literally the last sections, like 30 pages of them. Those are actually belief change statements with language written in a very specific way to change your mindset because i had a breakthrough about mindset a while ago when i first was working with tony robbins that i realized that if that if i if i take ownership of a belief i can change it right and and mm-hmm. when i was around tony robbins i didn't really see that i saw you got to battle them and you got to go to upw and do the dickens process and yeah like where where i figured out if you take ownership of it you can change it right So, and I also had experiences where when I was a Tony Robbins coach, I would do Tony Robbins incantations. I would do, now I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I'll believe, not doubt. I'll create, not destroy. And I did those incantations over and over again. At one point I was doing them 40 minutes a day. And, and what I've realized is that the way I was doing them before I was doing them from a place that they weren't true unless I kept doing them. Mm right? It was coming from the point of view that if I was not doing them, they were not true. So what I've done with with my work is I've used belief change statements to help clients shift their mindset. And what I do is there's also within the book are set up repeat after me before it, like in the very beginning, there's one that says I choose to live in the world of immediate transformation, so that you can change as fast as you want to. So basically, we're basically shifting the container of your beliefs so that it works this way. And then when we start to apply it specifically in subject areas, then it works better. So these are belief change statements. Now, if you're embarrassed by them, and they're sick, they're silly, then the book's probably not going to help for you. But if you do want to do the work, this is one methodology I found. and It's the best by far I've discovered to change beliefs like that.
0: Yeah. I got some dynamite ones from that section of your book and uh, yeah. I've been doing a practice. I want to get your feedback on this, Jason. Sure. So I've been doing something, uh, I call it my morning formula yeah. and it's essentially a series of belief statements similar to what you write about. I actually integrated some of the ones I learned from you. And, you know, it's a combination of like a vision for my life, a credo, a bunch of affirmations, things of that nature. And what I do is I record myself saying this morning formula, reading it out on a recording app uh, in a really like amped up energetic state. Mm -hmm. And then every morning, uh, within seconds of getting out of bed, I listen to this recording of myself saying these things. So I'm not verbalizing it every day, Mm -hmm. but I'm listening to myself say it in my own voice. And I found that's worked well for me. I don't know if it's the most optimal route or if you have any feedback on that versus actually reading it aloud uh, every day. Worked well in order to what? In order to accomplish the things in this vision I have set myself that's constantly evolving constantly changing and also to rewire some of the limitations and mental uh mental beliefs that were hindering my growth as i was working through some of the things we're talking about of of kind of embodying some of these philosophies and really starting to apply them and not just thinking oh that sounds cool is it working for you am i seeing progress absolutely okay
1: well if could it it be
0: working better i don't know you know that's hard to say but it it's definitely having a positive impact. I I don't have a it's I mean that's the hard thing with this stuff, right? Because I don't have like a case study B of me not doing it and rewinding yeah. a few years ago and seeing where I'm at in this trajectory. Would I be in the same exact place? Would I be miles behind? You know, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. So the question is hard to answer. In all honesty, like is it working? Yes, my life is improving. Yes, all the things I have in there are coming to fruition and working towards those things. Uh, but I don't exactly know how where I would
1: be without it. Fair. And and I would say that's, I I, I meet a lot of high achievers and similar things. Right. And if you find a way that works for you, that's fantastic. Where I would encourage you to check in on is, does it work if you don't play that morning routine? Right.
0: As in like, so what would be the metric? Would I like it, would I be seeing like declines in, in my, life progress I'm working towards? Is that what you're referring to?
1: Well, it's, it's sometimes when we create tools and patterns that work, we unconsciously make them requirements for success. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? I I choose to operate from the point of view where we have no limits, where we're completely unlimited. So while you have a vision and you said, you know, that it's constantly evolving, right? It's an evolving vision. The, The way I like to approach that is, from the frame now frame is technically the way i would describe frame is the point of view and technically what i think frame is is actually the vibrational frequency of your consciousness right so you've got action we take action comes from your mindset mindset action right but then the, your mind what you can think of comes from your frame which is the frequency of you right so what i like to do is to operate in a global frame that's non-specific meaning i am going to hit that vision And I believe that's what the vision looks like right now. I'm also open to the vision expanding and evolving, and I'd love to hit it tomorrow. And I'd love to hit it in 10 years. And I'm going to enjoy the journey. And regardless of that, I am going to follow that path. So do you notice, notice at that level, it's a decision, right? Right. I am going to follow that vision or I am going to transfer my body and lose 50 pounds. How do I know that? Because I'm not going to stop until I do. Like that's a decision and a decision creates a certain frame and a a decision is a hundred percent certainty with a frame, your vibrational frequency is what reality responds to. So my, the way I like to approach it is global non-specific frames. Yes. I'm going to hit this amazing thing. And I, and then that allows you to have uncertainty and curiosity and unknown at the micro level, as you fill in the pieces along the way. Mm. Right, Because what I pick up on when I'm talking to clients and like, clearly you're, you're successful, clearly you're making an impact. You're looking to make more impact and you found a tool that works. That's great. I just want to make sure that that tool isn't a requirement of it at this point, because if that starts to get not working, then you can get into a place of like judgment or pattern or misalignment. And we start to create reasons and excuses why it's not moving faster which slows our progress when in reality, we could be perfectly aligned, but life just plans on giving you that in two more months.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So so in this example, would you almost advise, um, you know, it, embodying the notion like I don't need this to stay aligned with my vision and my goals, and actually discontinuing it for a period of time, almost as like a test or or what What would you say would be a good practical way to to kind of assess this whole thing that you were describing?
1: it's really up to you, right? I'm I'm not hearing misalignment with what you're doing. I I checked in to make sure there wasn't, you weren't heading down to boxing yourself in the corner because what I've actually found to be true is what you think about what you do is far more important than what you actually do. Hmm. Because the where we get out of alignment is this, the judgment of self or lack of action or action. I should be doing this or not that judgment causes misalignment instead of just being open. Now, if, if, if you want to move faster than you are right now, I would encourage you to start connecting with a frame that knows how to move faster. And maybe for the next week, you get a sense of a version of you that know that knows if you should continue or evolve your morning routine. Hmm. Because it's, all, it's almost like we are, we're playing in a multiverse with an infinite number of parallel realities. Kind of like that Spider-Man movie where there's the animated one and there's like the different Spider-Mans. And yeah. like, if, if you don't know what to do, you're in a version of you that doesn't know what to do. And far too often what humans try to do is we try to find the solution in the version of us that doesn't exist instead of shifting into the version of you that knows what to do. Mm Hmm. That's fascinating. So, so what type of self-analysis would
0: you, would you advise, you know, with your, what you said really is an interesting statement that, you know, your judgment of what you do is more important than what you're actually doing. But we obviously want to take inventory that we're taking the right actions and we're actually moving in the right direction. How do you do that without assessing, you know, Hey, I didn't
1: sit on my ass and, you know, watch YouTube videos all day. I actually got after it. Well, needing to take inventory to see if you're in the right action comes from a place that you may not be in the right action. Mm. Well, let's say I
0: know, I know what the right actions are. Uh, Let's use the, you know, the, the health example, just because it's a simple Mm -hmm. one. I know I need to move my body in order to improve my health. I'm overweight and it's scientifically proven that sitting on my butt for 16 waking hours is not going to, move me in the way, move me in the direction I want to go. And I could do any type of movement. It doesn't have to be like a gym workout. It could be anything, but I need to move some to some degree. Um, So using that as an example, you know, wouldn't you want to say like, Hey, I look back on this week and I, I hit these targets. I hit this criteria that I set out for myself, working with someone that gave me this type of guidance of what's going to get me the best outcomes.
1: Well, keep in mind, like the, there's also judgments about things, right? There's 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 the guy in India who smoked cigarettes and drank beer and lived 110, right? So, oh yeah. So as much as we we look, and I, I would really cautious, like now there may be patterns of behavior that have been duplicated over and over again that shows that that pattern of action generates that result. Look at Joe Dispenza; and he completely broke the mold, right? So, so the point is that you are creating the field that you're playing the game on Mm. and you are playing the rules to the game. You're creating the field, you're creating the rules and what's usually happening for the average person is their entire perception of this is based on their reaction of it. Meaning they wake up, look at their life, look at their situation, their job, their body have a reaction. They start taking action from a place of reaction what we can now do is instead of taking a action from place of reaction, we can shift into a place of alignment of what we want and which place, when you hold your yourself in alignment with the version of you that knows what to do or the higher frequency version or the version that has a solution, it will eventually generate new thoughts and new ideas, which will generate new actions. So, when I needed to get exercising again, because i had been stagnant for a long time, I started focusing on the version of me that likes exercising. And I didn't take any different action. I just like the version of me likes exercising over and over again. And all of a sudden my desire to exercise started to show up. Yep. Because a lot of times we are out here playing in the details and trying to solve the the details, but we're creating the source of it. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense back to the identity shift. That you, that you mentioned identity is a big one but yeah. but identity is also a part of frequency but with weight loss it's like we know that permanent weight loss happens when the identity shifts first like it has to be an identity shift and, it, and if you're coming into health it's like are they there because they want to be there do they have a health scare so you can use coaching and you can use leverage but the thing is they're not going to change unless they want to It just comes down to the, that right yeah so the real challenge you have I'm not a doctor or in your field, but I, the challenge is getting them to want it. Now you can scare them if you want to. Right. And you could say you're going to die, but it's like coaching doesn't work unless they want coaching. It's true. Yeah. Change has to come from within. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to move on to another one that, uh, that you mentioned, um, the universe is mathematic effort and worthiness have nothing to do with it. And this was an interesting one for me because, you know, we would all think like effort has something to do with it. Like you got to try, you got to apply yourself to whatever you're looking to improve on. Yeah. So can you, can you elaborate on this?
1: Well, when people think about money, a lot of people think they're not worthy of money. Money is one of the most loaded examples, right? There's all this stuff around money when the fact is money has simply, you know, has nothing to do. You're either aligned with making 50 grand a year or you're aligned with making 5 million a year because the, And and one of the hardest concepts to grasp that I'm spending a lot of time with lately is that frequency creates reality, not action. Because if we take action with our hands or our mouth, right? Take an action, our brain controls our hands. So our brain controls the actions, what controls your brain, right? (laughs) Your brain is conditioned cataloging everything you've done in your life prior to now, right? so it's basically trying to keep you alive it's not trying to make you happy and successful it's trying to keep you not being dead right mm-hmm. so it's it's basically like driving a car staring in the rearview mirrors right the coaching work i do is i rip off the rearview mirrors so that anything can happen next and just because the mindset so so if we're looking at how what actually creates the reality we're in the frequency of your thoughts creates the frequency of your mindset, which creates the frequency of your action. So when I say that universe is mathematical, it's a, it's a, it's a system, it's a field like life and the universe and creation is a system. It's an attraction based, and we have the ability, the power to direct our focus and our focus controls the reaction we have to reality. It controls the emotion and it controls our frequency. And that then generates our thoughts and et cetera. And Most people start at the lack of action instead of starting in alignment. It's literally like getting in your car and just starting to drive before you put the GPS location in, right? And it's not that you have to spend three hours of alignment. It's literally, I'm going to hit that target. I'm going to figure it out. And then you get into alignment. And happen, and i made that statement specifically in the book because a lot of times people will get all this emotion wrapped up into why they're not creating success why they're not successful why their body hasn't changed and all of that just kind of muddies the process because really it's just all frequency
0: mm, mm.
1: got it got it
0: and uh okay moving on to another one okay the present is a result of the past not an indicator of the future yes and this is a really powerful one for people to understand Uh, and I really like the way, um, what I hear. I heard uh, how Elrod talked about this you know, how you have to have this unconditional acceptance of your past and then this unwavering faith moving forward and just unconditionally accept who you are and where you are in this moment, Mm -hmm. coming to peace with that, and then putting this energy into this maintaining this faith in what you want to create for your life, and then really living in alignment with who you need to be and what you need to do every day. Mm-hmm. To move towards in that direction, uh, and so uh, clearly it aligns with a lot of the things we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, but I think that's some, always a good reminder for people, because it's easy for us. And and to go along with this, you had you you had written past models of success are not limitations, or are, are, are limitations. They're yes. not accelerators. Yes, which is which is interesting. Yeah, because I kind of believed one and not, not the other. Uh, upon first reading it, I was like, well, yeah, of course I'm not going to let you know past uh, experiences dictate my, my trajectory moving forward. But at the same time, I was like, well, man, previous wins, you know, those, those actually do give me, you know, some confidence and some belief in myself and learnings and, and really positive momentum, you know, this boost for, for current and future endeavors.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and they, they can be both. And sometimes they can like past models of success being, you know, well, then when I was most successful, I woke up at 4 a.m. and cold showered every day, um, and and what where that can start to cause uh, cause a problem or resistance is when you're not doing that, you start thinking that you can't have success, mm. because it, it starts to put it can sometimes put conditions or requirements on success.
0: Yeah, and the it whole point is
1: yeah the, the crutch right, and, and and the thing is we don't know it's there, so we're trying to mimic it but Mm. we're operating at a higher frequency. Now it's everything's different than it was three years ago because you're a different person. So sometimes we get, we end up running and chasing our tail because we have this old pattern when in fact, in the next moment, anything can happen. But just because anything can happen next doesn't mean it's likely that someone's going to walk down the street and hand you $50,000, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. And some of the biggest growth I've seen in clients is just opening up their expectations into what could happen. Um, because what I've and the reason I call the book doing the impossible do the impossible is because most people just assume the impossible is, is something that doesn't happen. So they don't even even see it. Mm-hmm. So my point of view is aim at the targets that you want to hit like, hey, I'm going to grow my business, I'm gonna lose 10 pounds. But if you really want to lose 40 pounds, operate in the in the mindset and the belief that it is possible, even though you don't know how. So it's really holding that alignment with the target with open possibility. Yeah, it's possible. I'd love if it happened. I'm gonna take some time to figure it out, but I'm open to it happening. And that's where I find people are usually the most resistant and yeah. their expectations of what next, because they just simply analyzed everything to the path to, in the past and they ended up shutting themselves down. Well, it is
0: hard. I, I can speak on this firsthand of having these big audacious goals of saying, you know, like to, to this example, like, uh, I'm going to make ten million dollars this year, and and let's yeah. say someone's never made more than one million in one year, yeah. and and it doesn't seem feasible, realistic. And they could say it, you can you know write it down, you can say it out loud. But if you don't truly believe it, you don't really like truly believe it's a possibility. Probably not going to help you just to say it and and write it and read it and you know post it on your vision board and all these things. So how do you get people to truly believe it if it's this big goal that they? Have no idea how to get there. They don't really believe it's even feasible for them uh, to go from making fifty grand a year to five million a year.
1: How do you get them to to break that uh, you know belief system? well, the the process that I use to set impossible targets is is designed that way to generate an intuitive impossible target. It's not just them' sitting here. there's a process there. So a lot of times the impossible target that comes up, whether whatever that number is or whatever the target is, usually has some in, something personal to them. Because when we start mm-hmm. doing impossible things, every one of us is unique in our own process. One of the most, the, like literally the most challenging part of the process is believing it, right? I don't know if you remember Les Brown, the public speaker, he's, he's still around, but he <laughs> said, Les Brown said, the easiest thing I ever did was make a million dollars. The hardest thing I ever did was believe I could. Mm and so the game that we're playing especially entrepreneurs and you know they're starting businesses and doing big things when you believe it because when you believe it 100 percent, you're in a frequency of alignment where it will happen and creating that alignment most people will create that t- alignment over time by getting some validation of proof. They'll see, they'll see the step one, step two, step three. So once you see it, it's easier to believe it. Yeah. So usually the process of belief happens over time. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they believe it, that's when you have a frame of alignment that the universe can respond to. Whether you call it universe, life or God, you know, that's all these things, right? It's a f- attraction based universe. So it responds to the, the frequency of you. And the, the key to getting a clear message is having a hundred percent belief. So that's usually one of the hardest parts of the process right now. That's why I always, uh, what I, the tool I use is use a non specific goal. Hey, I am going to create more money, more free time, better health, because I'm not going to stop until I do. Now, while it's non specific, it is still 100% certain. But that's, but everybody's got to figure out, you know, their faith in themselves too. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it, Jason. Well, this has been awesome, man. Uh, where can people go to learn more about your work? You can go to jasondreescoaching.com and you also can go, I do a free weekly call every Monday at 10 a.m. Central called the Monday Mindset Reset. So they can go to mondaymindsetreset.com and it will give them an invite to that call. Epic. I plan on signing up myself and I'll throw those links in the show notes. Excellent. Really appreciate you coming on, man. This was This
0: was amazing. Yeah, it was great to connect today. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to RyanKennedyHealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note. The information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.